so like do you have a uh like what's your like go-to maybe not necessarily a struggle meal because like for me a struggle meal is like i'll get like a jar of peanut butter and a spoon mm-hmm. but like what's like your go-to like i don't want to cook food but i know i should cook food instead of ordering food i'm just gonna make this real quick like what's your go-to Ah. Uh, so I, I definitely have like a at least a genre of yeah. food that i go to so despite living in a city, right? Like I live in a very like living in Ann Arbor is very like conducive of being able to like you said order food in and yeah. Um I I think I've done it like 5 times maybe. Like mm-hmm. since I've been here for almost 2 years now in July. Yeah. Um so a lot so there's a couple things. Um sometimes I'll just make a bag of popcorn, like microwave popcorn for like dinner? Yeah. Damn. I mean, I've definitely had, like, my share of snack dinner. Or, and, like, one bag, and that's it, and a bottle of water. Um, <coughs> I, I say I say damn as if I didn't eat Doritos for dinner after the podcast, yeah. like, two weeks ago. But, anyway. <laughs> um, or, like, I'll boil eggs if I have eggs. Okay, that's not bad. That's it. That's not bad. I don't know. I, us- I will usually make pasta. Yeah, I was going to say, that was it, um, like, freshman, freshman sophomore yeah. year. Yeah, if I if I'm really lazy, I'll make cheese raviolis with no sauce, and I'll just eat them like they're snacks. Yeah. And if if I'm like feeling a little spicy, I'll 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 make some red sauce and put some yeah. like sugar and oregano in it, and call it a dinner, which is fine. Yeah. My but, um yeah. my big thing is like I just don't have like a lot of food in my fridge, or my cupboards. Like I have a lot of food in the freezer, mm-hmm. and it's like you know like steaks or ground beef or chicken or fish. Um, to kind of help with the purge eating or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like an extra check because that's where I get in a lot of trouble. So. Yeah, I've had to I've, I like I no longer buy snacks unless I like am really craving something like there's almost no snacks in the house. And if they are snacks, it's usually apples, bananas, grapes, strawberries, like something that will like some, something that'll scratch the itch as a mm-hmm. snack, but isn't like horrifically unhealthy. Yeah. So that's that's been like that's been a big thing is just cutting out the snacks. And then my fridge is empty all the time too. I I live alone. I'm a, like basically a single dude like Yeah, well, and that's why I, I like don't, to th- I don't need a bunch of stuff in my fridge. That's why I like to tell people about the freezer thing cuz right? Cuz there's like this stereotypical, "Hey, dude lives alone, so his fridge has like a bottle of like his favorite condiment. <laughs> it's got mustard. Uh like half and, uh, half a uh, half drank gallon of milk and like another bottle of mustard." Yeah. Maybe some cold cuts, maybe. For me, it's like half drink milk that's like three days or like a day or two away from expiring that you just use up right at the end. So make sure you don't waste the money. Mm-hmm. That's what I do that all the time. Yeah. That's that's that is true. That is a true like stereotype of like single dude. Like the fridge is almost always just just because you live alone and you're a single dude. Like it's almost always going to be terrible. I can't eat. I can't eat all the food if I stock the fridge. Like I, I yeah. like physically can't. And then it gets to the point where it's like, oh no, there's a bunch of food in my fridge that's about to expire. I need to eat all of it. And then that's just another bad thing. Yep. So yeah, because because at the same time you're like learning how much food you can actually have in the fridge. This is a weirdly long cold open. How much food you can have in the fridge before like get to a point where you can't eat it before it expires. Like there's so like you just can't physically do it. And then it goes bad, and you're like, okay, I need to buy less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Well, for our, I mean, for our vi- our visual viewers, our video viewers, I don't know why I said visual viewer. Um, visual viewer. Visuals. Uh, Matt's not here, so I guess we can't have this conversation because he's got roommates or a roommate. So there's right. not not as yeah. big of an issue there. 
Yeah. Probably still an that's issue. True. Still like Yeah, a, that's probably it's probably different it's issues. It's different. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very much in the same predicament. Although I got a growing uh little uh, good boy that produces for us. That doesn't really <laughs> It actually I mean it does contribute cuz so I have to put pumpkin on his food like just like can like pumpkin um cuz it just his digestive system's not great does, about does keeping help that. Yeah, it's like it's the, the fiber, so it helps keep his, you know, number twos a little more formed up. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Not what I would have expected, but vet recommended. Love my vet. That does Great make vet. Sense. Bristol. Bristol likes the vet too. Better. Gotta find a good vet. He, he when you him. have a pet, you gotta find a good vet. If you don't, you're doing something wrong as a pet parent. Hmm. That's a bold statement. And if you don't consider yourself a pet parent, then you're doing something wrong. <laughs> That's a bold statement. You know what else is a bold statement? I don't know what's you a bold can, statement. Uh, winning two races in a row to start off the year. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bold statement. Bold statement <laughs> made by William Byron because he won twice in a miraculous fashion. To bold be fair, statement. To be, to, fair. be fair, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. William Byron, mostly, and I guess largely, like, this comes down to, like, the the 5 and the 24 being as fast as they are. But, like, it is kind of a bold statement, and, and you know, we'll get to some of the reasons that it worked out, how Will, Willie B won the race, because mm. there was definitely some stuff at the end that contributed. But it, it, do, it does kind of change the complexion of the news week for William Byron to, like, you know, kind of stamp out a second win in a row. He's never won two wins on the trot. He's already equaled his most amount of wins in a season. We're very excuse me, early into the season. It is like, it is, it's, maybe it's not a bold statement, but it is at least a statement. I mean, he did it's that like by underlined. April last year, too, and then didn't do anything the rest of the year. But he didn't win two in a row, and the Hendrick Post didn't I know. look quite as strong. I know. Yeah. I just... However, however, there are, there, there is, um, actually, never mind. I, I won't, I won't go too far ahead. I won't skip around. I, we, we can skip around the way we got the... Folks at home, I redid our show sheets to look a little bit better and also help me with keeping track of timestamps. Mm -hmm. um, so we can skip around. This isn't necessarily right. an order. I mean, I, I know what you want to... I think I know what you want to talk about. The Hood Louvers? Yes, the Hood Louvers. Yeah. There's, there, it was like kind of like it was a story on the Friday, right? Mm -hmm. when, the, when NASCAR was going around checking them, like kind of out of the blue. And um was mostly forgotten about most of the weekend because they changed them or whatever. Um, and that the pesky Jeff Gordon brought it up post race. Pes pesky Jeff Gordon brought it up, and it's back in the spotlight. Denny was talking about it in his podcast. I listened to for the first time. I listened to the teardown from oh, Jeff with Gluck, Gluck and, and Bianchi. Bianchi. Yeah, yeah. I, I they were talking about it a lot. And there's a lot of there's a lot of you know talk going around. It might be. I haven't had the chance. Very so enlightened. Very uh, the general consensus is the the consensus on the teardown which I, I was surprised by how candid they were about it, is that, like, there is a precedent for Hendrick Motorsports getting away with a little more. And they're, they, they don't know what the... They, I, can't, I couldn't believe they said it. But um, they, don't, they don't know for sure what the penalty situation is going to look like for them. It could be huge. It could be minuscule. Depends they, on what they did. They, they have no idea. Exactly. It depends so, 100% on what they did. Um. They also uh, this kind of this got lost in the shuffle, but they also confiscated Justin Haley's mm, louvers. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they talk again. I I haven't. I literally just got back from a class thirty minutes ago, um. So I haven't had the chance. 
to listen to those shows um yep. and kind of dissect that information but um it's funny that they said that <laughs> i couldn't believe it because they talked a little bit about the track attack program and they were like literally saying like well yeah Hendrick was able to basically skirt around the testing rules yep and they didn't get penalized for it and i was like wow this show talks like this oh my god but like i mean that was one of those things where it was like mm-hmm, yeah yeah you know yeah, eyebrow yeah. Hmm, should you really be yeah. doing that hmm. yeah he, and he but he also like they also talked about how even back then a lot of teams like like that was kind of what the more of the thing on like denny's show where he denny personally thinks that the hendrick cars are screwed they think that's going to be a huge penalty, but like the the consensus among the teams was like they talked to NASCAR about track attack, and NASCAR was okay with it. Like apparently, a lot of teams like brought that up, and it's it's been a thing. Like they mm-hmm. talked about it, they were concerned, and they were brushed aside. And so it kind of comes back around to like we don't really know what could happen. We don't know what the, I mean, it could have massive. Well, so we know, we know the precedent was set last year with the penalty to Keselowski. With RFK. It, well, exactly. not just that one. And then also the penalties to the 34. And then to a, a lesser degree, uh, the penalties that were levied against the 11 and the 18 at Pocono. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, yes. The 34 yes, and yes. the six were definitely modifications of parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it sounds like uh, from our inside sources, um, that was uh, that was a repair thing more than anything. Uh, but they probably gave themselves an advantage. You know, if you're going to repair it, you want to make it a little bit nicer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. But um, and then the, the the difference with the Gibbs thing was it was a add addition, right? It wasn't a, any mm-hmm. type of change to the piece, but they put that piece of tape on there and whatever it was worth, mm-hmm. you know, half count down for us or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because it's a weird area on the car, right? Because that's where the air outlets are. Um, and they shoot the air up and over the car and around the yeah. car. And also for heat extraction from underneath the hood. Um, see, this is why this is a fun way to do this, Davey. Because we can add yeah. stuff as we're going. And it's a little yeah, bit yeah, nicer. Yeah. Um, so I am very curious to see what the problem is. Um, did some talking. Um, and there, I had a train of thought and then folks I was talking to had a different train of thought Mm. as a materials person. I'm thinking maybe they, uh, made it out of a very similar material that you wouldn't be able to tell was different from the naked eye. And maybe it's a little bit lighter. Maybe it deflects more with the air. Um, other side of that, maybe they're doing some subtraction off of it. You know, maybe change the angle, the fins on the louvers. I think the louvers did change on the Camaros too this year. I'm pretty sure they changed on all the cars. I'm not certain but mm-hmm. feel like 95% confidence interval on that. I, I think they mentioned that there were changes to the louvers for like everyone. It, um, it, it's actually been like a manufacturing, like there is a little yeah, bit of yeah. merit to the idea that they repaired it because it's been harder to get those pieces. So I don't, I don't know why you'd repair a hood louver though. I don't know. You know like what could have hit it or what could have happened to me. Yeah. It, like, like, yeah, you it, figure it, it you doesn't have, add up totally. Yeah. That, that the repair, I get what you're saying. I don't, I don't buy that. That I don't buy. You know, I'm not like totally here, Mister Hendrick. Here's my money. You got me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you are going to, if there is some way you're going to repair it, and you're going to repair it, I wouldn't. I mean, it's you're going to make it better. Sports. Like They're we, we know that's better. how it works. I, I don't care. I, they can say it's a mistake, but they they are. It's not a mistake. It's Nothing's not. a mistake in motorsports. They're not stupid. They're Nothing's one of the best teams in motorsports. in motorsports. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, penalty reports Tuesday. We're filming this Monday night. It is eight thirty right now. Oh, I can't wait. Eastern on the East Coast. Um, so we'll see. This will probably drop after that penalty report. So huh, we suck. Um, but hey, here we are. So uh, I'm I'm interested to see what happens if there's a penalty at all. Yeah, that's uh. I feel like I feel like a lot of NASCAR won't be like a lot of the teams won't be well, very happy about that no. because oh no, I mean they 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 I mean they stamped down hard on teams last year that even like even Joe Gibbs who I mean it was a piece of lamb what they I mean it was literally a piece of like laminate tape that they yeah. added under the wrap. Yep, that is what it was. It was like however big it was, like quarter inch, eighth inch. I mean that's nothing, and they got hit hard. Yeah, well, they got they got the win taken away. They got the second place finish, all the points, stage points. Yep. yep. Entire I mean, race they lost. You know that could have an effect on, you know, if it's, it's, all, it's all the Hendrick cars. Like, I mean, well, it, Chase is already going to suffer in the playoffs if if that nine team gets a. So that's not going to hurt his driver points. It'll hurt his owners' points though. His owner, yeah, the owner points, but, the ones that like quote unquote matter. Yeah, I mean, a hundred point a hundred point penalty means nothing now. Yeah. Um, because you, as long as you're, you run all the races, you're, you're playoff eligible. But you, you, but you do collect a lot of playoff points throughout the season where like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's still really So it's going to, it's going to get it'll, you, it'll hurt. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it'll hurt, but it's not going to like, like the thing with Keselowski for a bit of last year was like, oh crap, is he even going to be able to be in top 30 in points? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's not going to, not that that would ever be a worry with any of those guys, but. Hmm. Owen right now has 15 playoff points because he's the points leader. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Harvick had a lot of speed on the long run. That was cool, I guess. Um, it's kind of what you expected. Yeah, I mean, Finnish got robbed from him. Whatever. Yeah. People saying Harvick's their Phoenix winner. Shut up. That's weird. That is weird. That's weird. Um, he, he probably should have won, but th- like, I mean, he didn't. He's my winner because a guy spun out and NASCAR threw a caution that was completely warranted, but I'm still going to get mad about it. Yeah, like, I, like, there, I mean, the pre, that, that's his, like. That's his, like, cut and dry. He's, like, in yeah. the middle of the dog leg where everyone's cutting the last, like, come on. Why are yeah. we throwing a fit over that? Yeah. Why are, we throwing there... a, why are we throwing a fit over Mike Joy trolling people on Twitter? Like, come on. Yeah. Why are we throwing <laughs> it... a fit? It does. It does. It is getting a little tiresome now that it's been a couple weeks running. But I, I, yeah, like it doesn't. I still, I still was like, oh, okay. I actually took. I didn't hear the part of. I didn't hear the part from Mike Joy before he said that this is our last full commercial break. I just heard him say (laughs) this is our last full commercial break, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I like hearing that information. I like to know that. Yeah, but then, then you. But then I heard the the before, and everyone got like all butt hurt about it, and I'm like. I wonder if they realize he's like, I wonder if they know that he's talking about them. <laughs> They're not here proving his point. Funny enough. It's crazy. Like, I understand. I understand. It's a little bit weird, but I'm also not on Twitter, like complaining about it. So yeah. like, here, here's the thing. Here's you're the, thing the guy. Me. It's you. Like, you're the joke. Like I saw some people being like, Oh, Mike joy. He's just, he's just up there now at this point. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, man, Mike Joy didn't care. He wouldn't be doing the damn job anymore. He doesn't have to work. He doesn't no, want he to. No, he don't. He don't. He'll be taken care of. And he... also, I think that's ridiculous. Because personally, I don't know about you, Joe, 
And I don't want to talk about the broadcast for another 10 minutes like we've done every damn week this week or every damn week this yeah. year so far with the podcast. But man, are the broadcasts boring. The race, the racing actually wasn't all that too terrible. Wasn't it was as bad this pass, week. But the broadcast has been bo- like I am not enthused at all no. by the cup broadcasts. It is insane how unexcited I am watching them. Yeah. I, I have a better time muting it. Genuinely. Fair enough. It's unbelievable. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I, I don't know. I am having. We're missing a DW. Time. I listen. Give me Mike Joy. Give me DW. Give me Larry Mack. Or Bring at the back. very least, give me Mike Joy and Larry Mack. Yeah. And then you know maybe Clint Boyer will like not be a weirdo. Yeah. Give me Michael Walter up there. Um, new package. Oh. You mentioned it there. Put Michael Waltrip in the damn booth. Michael Waltrip's actually a good commentator. I don't care what you say. I like him. Oh, but he's rooting for crashes during the truck race, Davey. Come on. God, whatever. Shut, he did it up. that one time. Shut up, dweebs. Uh, new package, you mentioned it there. Still hard to pass. Um, it was funny because the Hendrick guys were complaining about it. Larson and uh, Byron, who were running 1-2 all day. And then like the guys that were running in the middle of the field made their cars better throughout the race and put more passability in their cars. Crazy how that works. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, they're... Really, it got better as the day went on. Is my point. Yeah, and uh, until I again the 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 five gears thing is the most weird change in NASCAR history because it doesn't do anything. And I really do think the fact that we are still shifting at some of these short tracks is what's killing the racing because hmm. it's just I mean there's but we were already shifting at Phoenix with four gears. Oh yikes! Yeah. Well, regardless, the other short tracks it, it messes them up. But, Martinsville is the biggest. Martinsville is the biggest. Bristol, I don't think you you shift at all because you just you're kind of in that weird. You're just constantly like wound up on the banking, yeah. but that's kind of different. Like you know, you know, New Hampshire. I still think I still even think Phoenix. Like you know, I think they're shifting probably more now. Oh maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're going all the way down to third and getting back up to fifth. So yeah, see, that's insane. Like yeah. you can make up so much momentum if you make a mistake. It's it's totally forgiving. If that's that's and, and that's the root. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Not, these cars aren't supposed to be forgiving. Yeah. Racing isn't kinda, supposed to be forgiving. I've been I've been I've been blowing that horn since we you know since we talked about this the first time on the show like a year ago. So yeah, but whatever. Speaking, I, I, I it's gonna take some time for a, a next gen package to make short track racing good. But I have confidence in it. It's just gonna take a while. Um. Someone just asked on one of our videos, how much is an iRacing is a iRacing setup? I don't know, Lightning McQueen. <laughs> how much is an iRacing? I'm assuming up? it was one of our shorts that you can find on our JTN feed, where we post little clips of all the races or this podcast. So go check that out. Um, speaking of not forgiving and unforgiving, uh, <laughs> I don't know what Danny Hamlin was doing at the end of that race. <laughs> so he talks about it. He does talk about it in the podcast. Yeah, I'm sure he was really and facetious I... with it, too. No, no. Okay, good for him. Good no, for him. he wasn't. He wasn't. He said, like, he he felt like he still owed Ross. Ross had got, like, I think he, he, got, him at the, he got him at the clash. And I think Ross has also done some... Ross, I think Ross pushed him through the corner last week, too. But he said he still felt like Ross was owed one more. And so he was, he got into the corner and he was plowing tight and he basically admitted, he's like, yeah, I'm not making this corner. He's coming with me. 
And yeah. so he just kind of like let the car kind of wind out and stuff him in the fence. And he he admitted he was dumb for losing as many positions as he did. He that was he, he admitted that he was dumb for doing that. But he also admitted that he stuffed Ross in the fence on purpose. And apparently they talked on pit road after that. And it was a long talk. But they agreed on a truce. Oh, that's great. Good for them. I'm glad Denny still doesn't understand how to like actually get payback on somebody. And that there's a difference between being an idiot and like being smart about how you get your payback. I mean, at least he admitted he was dumb. No, so and and listen, Denny, Denny's podcast is pretty good. Um, it's it is. There's layers to it, and you have to understand the layers because I think he is falling into the trap that sometimes some other folks do on podcasts. We're guilty of it too. Sometimes when you talk a lot, you start to think you know more than you do. Yep, just the case. Um, and then sometimes you come off as a little egotistical, whatever. Um, I, uh, I'll have to listen to it, but the way I see it, you know, maybe, maybe Danny just doesn't know how to give people payback. <laughs> maybe that's why he never gets anyone back. Cause he st- still feel like he hasn't gotten Joey back. Still owes Joey one. <laughs> I mean, like that's, but that's my point. Like he, uh, He's another one of those guys that's going to talk a big game and then just doesn't feel like he ever wants to actually do anything. The whole, oh, I keep I make deposits and eventually I'm going to make that withdrawal. Buddy, eventually you have to make that withdrawal or you're just going to retire with a lot of money in your savings account, which is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you could have won a championship by taking a withdrawal, then maybe it were. I just think that whole Denny Amlin argument is like really tired. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean... Sure. I mean, he got he got the win taken away, but like he like yeah, every like it's like people just like act like Pocono didn't happen where he stuffed Ross in the fence. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, gateway know. where he got him back for that one. He almost got him disqualified. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, and and like I get it. I get why people are saying what they're saying. I understand that Denny Hamlin. Hey, I like Denny Hamlin personally. I think I think Denny Hamlin is like hilarious. I I like maybe even unintentionally, but Denny Hamlin is just so funny. Like, I just, like, I, I don't know. He, like, in the least toxic way, like, he's, like, somewhat what I imagine I would kind of want to be if I was in a position in the sport that he was in, which is, like, just, you know, it just he kind of just stirs stuff up. Hmm. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm glad to have a Denny Hamlin on the grid. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not meant to be hate. I'm just, I... I know. I see some it people, as... Some people go way hey. too far. Some people, like, hear the stories on his podcast, and they're like, oh, this guy's just talking about all the money that he has, and, like, wow, what a, no, what he's, a he's just act. talking about a dude. He's just a dude being a dude is what he's talking about half the time. Yeah, he, he's at Vegas. He has a bunch of money, and he's with his buddies at a casino. He's going to talk about what he did. Like, I don't understand. Like, what, what about that situation did you miss? Like... If you don't want to hear it, you don't have to listen, and it's just as simple as that. Damn Skippy. Um, uh, pitch strategy at the end is kind of what gets Byron that win. We talked about it. He won. Great. Damn. Great Tyler job. Tyler Reddick bump is what got him the win. Dude, Tyler Reddick needed to make that four wide. Like, just just do it. Full send. A, I don't care. <laughs> if I'm a Tyler Reddick fan, I'm a little pissed. Like, as soon as he did that, I was like, that's over. It's done. He, he just He's cold. like, all right, you would. Like, at least bump the car that's on the bottom. Don't bump the one on the outside and put yourself three wide on the outside. Yeah, I, I, I'd have bumped the car in the middle. 
Cause a little bit of chaos. Well, that's why if you bump the one on the bottom, maybe he gets a little squirrely going into the corner. He drifts up. You just no, you're right. That too. Like both. Either option is good. The car on the top is just gonna zip around the outside. Like, and then be able to make his line through the corner. Yeah. Because <sighs> he cleared him. He cleared William oh, yeah. Byron of the pack. Like it's just like I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what the plan was. I don't know either. Um. Brad Keselowski ran top 10 all day. I don't have this on our sheet. And then uh, the car didn't shift on that <laughs> second to last restart. That was yeah, awesome for me good. because I, I had bet of the century. I put, I, I went not like all in, but I, I went in more than I normally do. Brad Keselowski mm -hmm. top 10 was going to, was going to quadruple my money and <laughs> it went away because he couldn't shift. Thanks. X track. Um, appreciate you. Uh, it's okay though. What's, what's $5 oh. to me? Nothing. Nothing to the college Nothing. kid. Uh, what will it take to make this track good? We uh, I, we have this conversation every time we go to Phoenix. Woo! A bulldozer. Yikes! You're not totally wrong though. Um, I, they gotta do something with it because it's just it's not moving the start finish line doesn't make it any better. Arguably, yeah. it made it worse. It made it much worse in my opinion. Um, I, I don't think, know. Um, I mean, the the dog leg idea is cool. I think you should keep the dog leg. I do think it's cool. Like, it's cool. It's cool for the fans. It's a cool clip. It's a cool little blurb. Um, because the problem doesn't come from the from the dog leg. The problems come from what, what's happening in the corners. And <sighs> again, I think there's I think there's still some blame to be put on shifting. I think there's some blame to be put on the consistent remnants of pj1 that are still in that racetrack because <laughs> that i mean there's going to be a black circle around phoenix when they tear that place up and it disintegrates into nothing there's going to be a <laughs> when the asteroid the hits dirt. the earth in 30 years pj1, PJ1 will still be there will remain i don't know what they got to do to get that stuff up but it, man that doesn't they were help. able to get it off at charlotte last year i think I'm not sure. I don't remember. But they were able to. I mean, they sounded like they did a lot of scrubbing, but it sounded like they were able to get it up. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I don't remember. But it's. I mean, it's a combination of things. A lot of people argue that the that adding the banking killed it. I don't know. I don't know. That I'm not going to subscribe to just as much yet. Maybe you know. Maybe you take one of the corners and you knock the banking back down. I don't know. I just, man, it shouldn't be the championship race. It, I know why it is because it's a nice facility in the state of Arizona and the locality. They paid to make it the championship race, and that's why it is. And people always seem to forget that for some reason. But, um, I, I mean, I don't forget it. I just wish that it wasn't true. <laughs> yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't mind if this maybe moves to that Auto Club short track. You know, maybe that ends up being a thing. That's kind of what my whole thought process has been when they upgrade that facility. Maybe they switch between the two every other year. Yeah, that's got to be the um, that's got to be the plan, right? Bring I it would to a little say, short track. I move the championship race around. If you're if you're so insistent on having this final four thing, it's okay. Move that around. Let these tracks bid on it. Let you know, like, or let the lo mm. the local areas bid on it. I guess because you know you own half the tracks. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But seriously, like, you know, if if MIS wants to host the championship, let Brooklyn, Michigan, try to bid on it. They're not gonna win. They're not gonna yeah. win because it's a little town they in the middle have, of nowhere. They would have to move the championship race up like by like a month. But 
No, we could probably get... If it's beginning of November, we'd probably be okay still. Probably. No guarantees. Probably. Yeah, I was going to say. 60 degrees, 50 degrees was okay. Oh, but my God. My whole point being, though, like... This system, like, everyone was... Oh, Homestead's a great chance. I, I wanted them to move it around back then. You know, yeah. like... I don't care. Like this thing should move around. It it should rotate. It can be on a rotation between three venues. It can, you know, I, the theory when we moved to here was that Harvick was going to dominate. And guess what? We've had three different champions since we went to Phoenix. Crazy. You know, we we went to Homestead, and I think we had one repeat in Kyle Busch. Yeah. Like, don't worry about what track you move it to. I mean, maybe Larson at home said, but uh, listen, <laughs> like move it around. I don't know. Make yeah. Phoenix better somehow. Tear it up. Reconfigure it again. Do Ugh. something. Do something. It's not good. It's not getting any better either. Take, take like some cheese graters to it and just drag them around with a tractor or something. Maybe. maybe that I works. remember. I remember back in the day, the like the. The, the like the old tire dragon was just a bunch of good years like strapped onto a truck and someone would sit on them or they'd like weigh them down and the tires would just drag rubber into the track yeah just do that just lay a crap ton of rubber over the pj1 cave it in concrete do something that would not work that would not work it, the track would change at least it, you know they'd have certainly to, change they'd have to move around <laughs> probably wouldn't work no. Um, <laughs> I think the most the, the most indicative idea. thing is that the Xfinity Series race really wasn't that great. Um, Sammy Smith wins. Congrats to him. Youngest I don't know if I picked ever, him on the show. Me. Youngest ever Xfinity Series winner. Really? Mm -hmm. Logano? He broke Logano's thing? Yep. Interesting. Youngest ever Xfinity winner or youngest winner at Phoenix? I'm pretty sure... In, in in the series, right? Maybe I don't I don't know. I I hadn't heard that, so I'm I'm unsure. I know I'm assuming he's eighteen, so Yeah, no, yeah, it's gotta be because Let's yeah. check. Yeah? No, he he's the youngest winner, yeah. Okay. Well good for him. Yeah, good for him. Not right. that I really care, but Yeah. Uh Joe Gibbs Racing wins. Uh Ryan Tricks finished second, so that's cool, I guess. His best ever finish in the Xfinity series. And he, I think he was kind of running Sammy down at the end. A couple of um, couple of teammate situations <laughs> in the Xfinity race. The JRM boys and the colleague boys didn't want to play nice. The I didn't JRM see the one colleague was, one. Well, the colleague one was uh, Chandler Smith and Kyle Busch on the last lap. Oh. Yeah, they had a little had a little thing thing. They gave mm -hmm. up third and fourth, I think. Oh. Or fourth and fifth, one of the two. Whose fault was it? That I don't know. I haven't seen a replay of it. I just heard about it. Oh, okay. I, they didn't. They didn't show it on the broadcast. I don't. Oh, of course. Think I don't think. Of course. Sure. I don't think they showed a replay of the Denny and Chastain thing on the broadcast either, did they? Um, I didn't I, see it. I turned it, it off after William later. Byron did his burnouts. I didn't even want to listen to his interview. I was so mad. Yeah, me too. For other reasons, not because William won. You know, wet we blanket thing and all, but. Brad He's got a big hat. Thing. Ryan Priest finished 12th on Sunday. That's pretty good. Dude, listen. I don't... I want to talk about this. I want to uh -huh. talk about this. Oh, I boy. am so angry 
so angry with the way my drivers have performed this year so far. So angry. I'm actually okay. You would think I wouldn't be, but I'm actually quite okay with it. Davey's understanding that his drivers have a learning curve. Both of my drivers ended last year with some good momentum. You know? Davey's like, oh, Ryan Priest is just getting used to the next-gen car. I'm just yeah, ha- yeah. I'm, I'm still living off of L.A. I'm sitting here with a Kozlowski 18th place finish. <laughs> Eric Jones looks like he's half as sl- fast as he was last year. Like, and I, I don't know what the issue is. I mean, I expected it to be a little bit worse because everyone probably, you know, figured stuff out over the offseason. And it made that pretty <laughs> apparent. Um, oh, yeah. I just, man. I don't know what's wrong with Legacy. I don't know. They have not been good. Eric Jones qualified. He qualified 10th. Yeah. He's got wrong. Like, it, I don't know what it is. I think Jimmy Johnson's a bad team owner. I'm getting ready to say it, Davey. <laughs> I'm getting, that's the slander. I'll, I'll show. I'll, Jimmy Johnson's not a good team owner. I can't. I don't have if, the data for that yet. So if, if they lose Eric Jones, if they lose him, that is going to hurt that team more than anyone realizes. Mm-hmm. Like, Noah's a great driver. He is on his journey to being, you know, whatever he's going to be. And he's yeah. getting better and more likable. And he, he's on this journey, right? He is on this journey that has seen him go like this. And now he's mm-hmm. finally just kind of, like, steady pace. You know, like, yeah. this is good. Not this. This. Um, I was doing roller coaster motions for the when I was that's roller yeah, when coaster. he said when he was like this he was doing really fast when he was like this he was like going up very slow there you go audio listeners I know I don't always cater to you mm-hmm. um, but if they lose and I don't know I wanted to bring this up because I have heard it now like three or four times on different shows uh, apparently the athletic did a poll with people in the garage area of who they thought should be in the four car next year Apparently, Eric Jones's name came up more mm. often than anyone else, or at least more often than they expected. Yeah. Um. You know, they're drawing comparisons there to him and Joey Logano. I don't know if I completely agree with that. Um. I don't know. I just I think if you lose Eric Jones to a Stuart Haas Racing to a to an organization that's better, which. Well, he's got a contract, but you can get out of contracts. You're uh, you're setting your team mm. back again. Because mm. who who would you get to put in the forty three? Josh Berry. Got to be a Chevy guy. I mean, it doesn't have to be. I mean, it would probably be a Chevy. It would probably guy. I mean, be a. Sh- realistically, who who I mean, who's I mean, I guess I got to look at like contract years then for like. Josh Berry's not going to bring any money with him. Or not a lot, at least. Chandler see, Smith me, would bring me, money. Hold on. You're not Let's getting see. a current Cup Series driver for that car. You don't think so? No. I mean, they got one last time. Yeah, when Eric Jones got dropped on his head by Joe Gibbs Racing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Joe. The only problem with Eric to Stuart Haas is he was supposedly in the running for the 41 car when Custer got it. Mm. Um, and they right. told him, well, you don't have money. And he was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, that'll happen. 
But, you know, Cole Custer has a bunch of money, and that's why he got the 41 car, because he had a bunch of money. Right. Um. Damn. That's a good question, though. Who does... I mean, who, who, who gets that? Because both the Trackhouse guys just got re-signed. Alex Bowman just got re-signed. Corey Joy. Is that an upgrade for Corey Joy? I mean, yeah, right now. Based off of right last year, it is. It is. Yeah. This year, it's like it's kind of like year, it actually like, it would be a back. It, no, yeah, you're right. You're it'd right. Be about you're the right. Same I'll take thing. that back. I'll take that back. No, you. Yeah, who who goes there? Ty Dillon ain't going it's, back. No, it's got to be an Xfinity guy at that point, right? So that's why I say it's like be. Josh Berry. He's obviously be. getting some run in the Cup Series and the nine car. Congrats to him on the top ten. Um, Austin Hill. <laughs> yeah, he's he's earmarked for a third RCR car, I think. Sheldon Creed? Yeah. I don't think he's anywhere near ready. No, he's not. I believe he did. I mean, hey, he spun out of the Xfinity race. He still finished third. I still don't think he's anywhere near ready. I don't know. I think, I think, I think we'll see this year if he is or not. I think, I, oh, I think probably. If he's not, probably. I think if he's not winning races this year, he's not. He but just because you're, be. just because like by the end of the year, say you have three wins, I, I don't know if that necessarily makes you ready for the cup series. That's a good point. Because Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson are struggling, and th- and I think we'd agree that they were both ready for the Cup Series. Yeah. So if that's your bar of five wins and Final Four and championship contender and race win competitor every week in Xfinity, okay. yeah. I don't I don't know if three wins and kind of being up and down the top ten all year kind of get you in that club. Okay. No, I see it. I see it. I see it. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I wanted to bring that up. I, I was, uh, I've been kind of puzzled by them and maybe resource sharing is a big, mm. uh, big factor with that. Not necessarily with the 84 car, but just 42 is probably getting a little bit more than it was last year. Right. Um, yeah. or that could be a complete fallacy and maybe it's just Dave Ellens and Eric Jones that were just a lot better than whoever Ty Dillon and his crew chief were last year. Cause I don't remember who it was. Yeah. But Plus, I mean, I mean, I guess Fontana, but like, we'll we'll probably see more of Eric Jones when we get the tracks that he's. So, so this was my my thing with Eric was I know he did so well at Fontana last year, and I think a lot of people went into that race thinking, okay, he should try maybe he competes for a top ten, top five finish. Um, I went into it with the expectations of you know maybe a top fifteen finish based off of where he ran at Michigan in August. Because, you know, again, more time, the bigger teams have bigger budget, they can do more research, they have more data for their sims, they blah, blah, like all this, all these different factors that I don't think people, you're looking at year-to-year comparisons, uh, maybe you don't think about. Mm-hmm. And I was disappointed with the speed there. I don't even remember where he finished. I think he got a top 20. Well, he got a top 10. I don't know, but definitely wasn't as quick, right? Um, Vegas, he got a top, he was running top 10 last year when he... I think I think he did a silly off of turn four, mm. um, mm. and wrecked himself off of somebody. But he was running; he had top ten speed there, right? Um, so I, I don't know. I guess when we get to Darlington, which apparently is his racetrack now, he owns it. We'll he bought it. We'll uh, we'll see. But I just I'm I'm worried. I'm worried. I I am uh, I am sounding the alarm on Legacy Motor Club. Wee 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 wee. It's too early. It's like a yellow alarm, though. It's not like a red alert, red alert. It's like a, hey, caution, hey. Yeah, and wherever he finishes this week, 
Atlanta means nothing to me. Yeah, Atlanta does not. It's not going to be indicative of anybody's speed, probably except for like a select few, maybe Bubba Wallace or whatever, like because that team's good in super speedway races. Um, um, I, I bring I bring up the legacy stuff because uh, there's a lot of slander towards your guy, and I just gave my little thing about my guy. I think for about <laughs> I don't know five ten minutes. It was a yeah. You really gave it the beans there. I just I've been thinking about it a lot. I wore my Eric mm-hmm. Jones hat today. You know I wore it with pride, but I'm a little sad wearing it too. You know. Um. So I wanted to give you five ten minutes. Get some stuff off your chest. Um, okay. About Mr. Driver of the number eighty four, and go ahead Jimmy and start. Johnson, uh, got announced. He's running the the Circuit of the Americas race. I don't. Th- I don't think it was officially announced. I think people just found it on the crew portal. But yeah, he's gonna run. He's running Coda. He's running Coda anyway. Um, if someone announced it, maybe it was them. Maybe it wasn't. It was the front stretch. Yeah, so the, they announced it. Um, and I saw a lot of nonsense about like, oh, I wish he would have you know chosen to run an oval instead because, you know. He's he's just ter- like he's terrible on the road courses. I, I you know I was seeing I was gonna hope he could build his confidence back and like you know have some good runs. And then I saw people saying like, yeah, I don't know why he's running the road courses. He was always awful at them back in the day. And Jeff Gordon was so much better. This I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm not bringing up Jeff Gordon. Someone brought up Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon was always so much better. I don't know why he didn't get tapped for the Lamar ride, the G, the Garage 56 car. Why didn't he get it? Because he's a much better road course driver than Jimmy Johnson. What a miss. Jimmy Johnson, I'm afraid Jimmy Johnson's going to crash the car and embarrass himself in June in Lamar. Those are real Reddit comments I read. And I had to like look back like to confirm what I was thinking cuz like as far as I was concerned especially like near the end of his NASCAR Cup Series full-time career he wasn't bad on the road courses. He almost won the Roval. He had he had like an if you take out that Watkins Glen race, I'm pretty sure he wrecked in that race and that was the one Chase Elliott won where he finished 30th. His average finish on the road courses since 2018 Statistically, his be- his worst years in the Cup Series, he has an average finish of 11th on the road courses. Is he going to haul ass? No. But this idea that he's awful, I just don't. It, it, all it does, it, it just stems from the fact that he wasn't good at the road courses in IndyCar, which is like the most unfair comparison that I could ever even imagine in my life. And I just don't get it. He, Joe, his average finish at Sonoma is better than his average finish at Charlotte. The Oval. He is not terrible at road courses. And, and and so here's my other thing. I heard a lot of people say like, oh, well, during those years, Chase Elliott won all the road courses. And, you know, his contemporaries like Kyle Larson and uh, Kyle Larson won a championship with that team the next year. And Jeff Gordon was always really good at the road courses. All right, well, how about this? How about this? You just named three drivers who are unarguably three of the best of their generation. Especially at road courses. What are you talking about? Get it together. You're stupid. You have no idea what you're even saying to me. Like the words that came out of your mouth, you did not comprehend in your head before you said them. You're not making any sense at all. Anyway, Jimmy Johnson is actually pretty decent at road courses. He like was one of the few cup drivers who did the Rolex 24 and didn't completely hold his team back like Kyle Larson and Jeff Gordon did. He wasn't very fast but he wasn't as slow as they were. So, anyway. That's all I have to say about that. 
if you if you if you try to tell me that Jimmy Johnson isn't isn't good at road courses, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my head because it's think, not real. Does he beat Kimmy and and Button? That's an interesting question because they both have experience at Coda in some way, even though it's in an F1 car. He doesn't. But you would he, see he I don't has think he's more ever raced at Coda. Stock car but he experience. has more stock car experience. He he was testing the Garage fifty six car at Coda though. Okay. Okay. That's that's so. fair then. That's fair then. And they're also getting that's an extra good hour of practice at Coda. That's a good question because Kimmy was doing decent in his debut. He was around what, like twenty, twenty second, twenty fifth? He was in he was range? in the twenties. He was in yeah. the twenties. And he was getting better throughout the day. That's totally fine. I I suspect Jimmy could run better than that especially in a Hendrick car in the legacy car I don't think so not so much Jensen Button is going to have a really hard time in, in the, the Rick, Rick Ware car. car I'm sure it'll and have a lot Stuart of Stuart Haas, Haas prep yeah I'm sure it'll have a lot of Stuart Haas prep but that doesn't change the fact that it's under Rick like like it, it's definitely it's not the, as good as like Chase Briscoe's car yeah Chase Briscoe and Kevin Harvick's cars are going to be way better yeah um and and I believe Kimmy can pull out a decent finish Kimmy is like Kimmy, Kimmy Raikkonen's again, uh, much in the vein of Kyle Larson, Jeff Gordon, and 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 you know Chase Elliott at that time, at least on road courses, elite race car driver, one of the best race car drivers in general of their era. So if he gets beat by Kimmy Raikkonen, I don't care. Kimmy Raikkonen's good. Like that's fine. Right. That's like saying I got beat by like I don't know Lionel Messi nutmegged me, like playing soccer. Like, you're not going to, like, come at me like, oh, he's so bad at soccer. Like, I might not be good at soccer, but it's Lionel Messi. Like, it's the best. I I'm sure there's a American sports reference someone could make there. I'm not going to make it because I only watch NASCAR. So, uh, anyway. Home run Point derby being, with Babe Ruth. That's a, there you go. Sure. Is that a good one? I don't know if it's good or not. I don't know if it's a great one, but one. Regardless, don't be weird. Jimmy Johnson wasn't that bad at road courses. Don't don't tell me he's gonna crash the car and embarrass himself at Lamar. Like Yeah, but he destroyed his legacy. Haha, <laughs> legacy. Driving a <gasps> new car on the road courses. Uh yeah, just totally destroyed it. He actually had his seven championships stripped away. They were given to Jeff Gordon. Well, Jeff Gordon's name's on the tree on the owner's title too, right? So he yeah, he did, yeah. Anyway. Jeff, I mean Jeff Gordon has a lot of championships, man. <sighs> Okay, anyway. Think about how many championships Jeff Gordon has. He has his four. He has Jimmy's seven. He has the, like, four that he didn't win. He has those. Yep. He has um, Chases. He's got Chases. Got Kyle Larson's. Yep. Jeff Gordon is, like, a 12 Probably going to have William Byron's winner. this year, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me just say, by the way, Kyle Larson had the car to beat on Sunday. Maybe next to Kevin Harvick. I don't think he had William the car Byron. To, Harvick had the I car to beat. Harvick had the car to beat on the long run. I think Harvick, Kyle Larson. No, I, I think Harvick just had better. the best car. I think Larson was better than Byron, though, at least. Oh yeah, Byron is like running fourth there. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Because Byron did win that first stage, but once he got once he got in dirty air, he was not in dirty air. He was nothing. Don't let's not. I don't even want to have a talk about dirty air right now. Um. All right. Well, we're heading to Atlanta. All oh three. Boy. All three series are in Atlanta this week. Uh, hoping that the racing's somehow better than last year, mm. especially the spring race. Because my God, that was a slog. Mm. 
Let's run single file for three hours. <sighs> they moved the pit anyway. entry. You like that? Uh, that's gonna be terrifying. Why? I mean, the first time we have a wreck on the backstretch that collects cars that are coming around for a pit stop, it's gonna be absolutely insane. It's gonna be funny. I don't know. Sad. I think I think people like you're gonna be slowing down halfway down the back straightaway to get down there, right? And pulling out a line. That's a lot easier I than pulling out be, a line coming off of turn four. It's gonna be way easier to do for sure. Yeah. But it's gonna be a, a bunch of slow cars that are at some point if the field, you know, if, if we get green flag stops, for example, like at some point there's gonna be a lot of traffic going around. Them. I don't think we got <laughs> green flag pit stops last year. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's going to be a fun little mess. I don't really care that much. It's going to be interesting, though. Well, Chase can't win. So that's cool. <laughs> I don't have to hear about the siren. The siren. Do you think Chase will be there this week? Oh, no. He's not. I bet he doesn't show up to the track once while he's injured. I bet. I wonder if he's still in Colorado. I bet even if he wasn't, he wouldn't show up. I, I'm willing to take if there was if there was sports betting, I would go to another state and place that bet. Chase Elliott does not show his face until he's back in the car. Supposedly he was on the radio talking to him this past weekend. Uh yeah, sure. Okay. Called in from home. Yep. Yeah, I bet he did. Chase Elliott Chase Elliott flies from Georgia to Charlotte for team meetings. That's uh, just go on anyway. Zoom. Anyway, uh, truck on. picks. Who you got in the truck series? Race trucks. Um, who do we got in the truck? Oh God! I'm taking Chase Purdy just because it's funny. <laughs> I'm going Nick Sanchez. Xfinity. Um. So I didn't pick Parker last week, and he ended up getting a. He got. He had a brake problem in qualifying, and had to go to a backup car, which they had like an hour to prepare. Um. So I don't know what I don't know what the right move is with that. So I'm gonna leave it alone one more week. But uh I'll go I'll go Josh Barry. Alright, I like it. I'm gonna take uh Sheldon Creed because he's gotta win. So I'll just keep picking him until he does. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like it's hard to bet against the junior motorsports cars as long as they don't do what they did at Daytona, but <laughs> they'll probably will. <laughs> uh, uh and then the Cup not. Series race is only four hundred miles this year instead of five hundred. Ray. Um, you go first this time. I'm just going to take Eric Jones because I want him to win. Josh Berry's going to sweep the weekend. You're going to put Chase Elliott out could of the Could you imagine <laughs> all the takes we could have next week? Woo! I would be so happy. For, Chase... Just for the pure fact of the absolute SHIT I could spew afterwards. Should should Josh Berry take over for Chase Elliott full time, even when Chase is back? <laughs> Wins the season. Chase Elliott zero. Josh Berry one. Who's better? Stats don't lie. Got himself a top ten. That was cool to see him get a top ten. Yeah, even though it was, it was definitely cool not a. It was not earned technically. I mean, it was. But it was you know, earned, but it wasn't uh, deserved. Not where he ran. Yeah, it's not where he ran. Not where he ran. That's a good way to put it. I guess all finishes are deserved. Yeah. Still, I mean, I would... Unless I mean, it's your driver getting screwed. You would take, well... You would take You would take a top ten all day. I would, too, so... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Someone had to drive the car up there. Someone, someone, had, someone had to go on that restart and avoid that six car dropping back, you know? <laughs> that got no mention, and I was so angry, man. I was red. I was seeing red, Davey. They didn't even talk about it. They were talking about how Brad was having a great day all day, and then they're like, nope, we're not even going to mention that he didn't finish top ten. What happened there? Clint Boyer doesn't know. He doesn't care. He wants to go home. Anyways. Um, he wants to hang out with Danica more. They hated each other in the booth. It was funny. It's really awkward. Every time one would say something, the other would contradict them. It's weird. It's weird. Oh, Fox, I can't wait for next year when Clint, or when Kevin Harvick just calls Clint Boyer stupid on air. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, anyways, I can hear it in my head. Okay. that's all we got this week. Um, we can't thank you enough for watching the Fake Racers podcast. We don't want to hold Davey for too long because he's got to go run some Gen 4 Cup in iRacing. Um, so go check that out because that sounds like it's a lot of fun. Uh, Ideally, with, I'll be streaming something here soon. With all the Gen 4 at, at D7H5-er, with an ER at the end, on Twitch. That's me. Um, we also got a Davey's social media at Davey Hazard. Oh my god, I don't have to do anything. This on is great. Twitter? Yeah. And then on Instagram at D7H5. Yeah. Look at you. I'm not going to try and do all the Johto socials. I'm sorry. There's, there's a lot of them, and they're all really cool. Follow Fake Racers on Twitter. We'll do that one. Yeah. And uh, you can follow at Johto Network on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, here on YouTube. It's crazy how easy it is. Okay. Jab. Um, okay. Put, we in gotta... the put in the show sheet if you want me to say it. Copy and paste it every week. I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say it off the show. I'll say it after the show. I'll say it before the show. I'll say it in the middle of the show. I'll say it all day. Uh, we also got Matthew's links down below, but he would just tell you to not follow him because he doesn't do anything interesting. That's literally what he has said a couple of times on if here. If he documented his life, he would probably oh get yeah a good following because he does cool stuff. He's always good for some good stuff on Twitter too. He's definitely worth a follow on Twitter. Yes. Um, he said he likes to go. He likes to start arguments. It's kind of funny. And then we get mm. on here and he doesn't. So, Matt, if you're listening to this, which hopefully you are, start an argument next week. There's your challenge. We do need an argument. Love a good argument. Start one. I don't care what it is. It could be the most unhinged thing ever. Do it. I dare you. Do it. That's Joe's dare of the week. Start an Joe's argument next dare week. Joe's Dare of the Week. Start an argument with your boss at work before next week and tell us how it went in the comments below. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh folks again though, can't thank you enough for watching. Make sure you stay tuned to all of our socials. Uh you'll get links, updates about when things go up. We're live streaming Tuesday and Thursday this week. Um so tonight when you listen to this, if you're listening to it day one, um and then we're also back live Sunday with the Fast Cup series from Atlanta. So a lot of great racing coming up this week on JTN. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you hit subscribe over on the Joe2 Network, or you can subscribe to us over here on JTN2 as well with Fake Racers Podcast. With all that being said, though, folks, can't thank you enough for watching. Like, subscribe, do all those things, and we'll see you guys next week on the Fake Racers Podcast. Bye. See ya. See ya. Bye.